Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good Pardon me. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. What a great start there. Uh, <laughs> I love everything that you write, and that is normally from a local wow. level. That's nice. And then everything when, you write, Trey. That's a, that's a 100%. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. 100%. Yeah. That, I, I'm, I'm about to put you into another league now. Be careful. Trey never gets the buzzer. He, you like everything he does. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Yeah, I got that. Um, That's good. But the guy that that I respect from a national perspective, particularly when it comes to making either predictions or otherwise, is Phil Steele. Yeah. Well, Phil Steele really likes, apparently likes this Arkansas team. Uh, he has released his preseason All-American teams, and Three Razorbacks were named to that team and headlined by your maybe favorite player, I'm not sure, defensive back Jalen Catalan. He was first team All-American. Bumper Poole, Ricky Stromberg. Uh, Bumper, second team. Ricky Stromberg finished fourth team. And then he named seven to the all-SEC preseason team. Now, I must confess, he does what Rick has always Rick loves, favored. He loves three teams. He loves four teams. <laughs> oh, four, five. Four. Not just oh, three, four. team deep snapper. Isn't that great, huh? Yeah. But Everybody I think gets a if, there, <laughs> if there is one note I think that is encouraging is – Jay, uh, Hazelwood is expected to make an instant impact, and he's got him on one of the preseason teams. So I think that's that's positive into itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Catalan, of course, obviously, if you're going to be an All-American, you're going to be first team. And Bumper Pool, if you're going to be second team, then I think you might you know, be at least first team or second team All-SEC. Yeah. But uh, Cam Little also was named to the third team. So uh, quite a few honors passed out today by Phil Steele involving several racerbacks. Yeah, I saw that. Not a big fan of three or four teams either. Um, but, I, you know, it's preseason. You know, with the Hazelwood selection, I think we pretty much solidified yesterday in our discussion that somebody's going to emerge at wide receiver. I mean, I think there's a good bet that one of those guys, whoever it is, ends up being, you know, an all-SEC type of player, maybe not a first team, but a guy that gets some recognition uh, for sure. But uh, so it's good to see Hazelwood on there. I think Isaiah Nichols might have been one of the bigger surprises, but that just kind of shows you that, yep. you know, Phil Sill does do his research. I think that Nichols could have a really good year. He started seven games for Arkansas back in 2020 uh, in the 10-game schedule. Uh, it wasn't always at nose. Sometimes it was a defensive end. Uh, but he, you know, he has played a lot of football for Arkansas. Also, an Arkansas kid from Springdale. Um, so, uh, I could see Nichols, you know, having a, a good year, surprising some people. Um, 
but yeah, Phil still does a good job. I think he's he's always one of the more accurate guys. Doesn't do stuff just to to pull you know a fancy headline or you know I guess it's not really clickbait because he puts out a, a magazine. But um, you know I always thought that he did a, a really good job and was very thorough. Catalan Pool Stromberg first team All SEC preseason. Mm-hmm. Cam Little is mentioned third. Jaden Hazelwood, fourth team. Bo Limmer, I've seen Bo's name now. Yeah. Trey on different lists, uh, usually around second, if not third, uh, team honors. In this case, it was uh, fourth team honors. And then you mentioned uh, Isaiah Nichols, also fourth team honors preseason, all SEC. But uh, Bo Limmer has been drawing quite a bit of attention. Bo Limmer has, like, I think 13 starts under his belt over the last two seasons. Um, most of those came last year. Uh, was a little bit banged up the year before in 2020 um, and, you know, battling with, with Ty Clary for some time. But, uh, you know, he was the starter for most games last year for uh, an offense that led the SEC, led the, the Power Five in, in rushing yards per game. So, um I'm not terribly surprised to see Lemmer on there. I think that Arkansas has some good, uh, talented offensive linemen. I think that Stromberg has an NFL future. I don't I don't know if I'm ready to say that about Lemmer yet, but he's still got a lot of career ahead of him. Uh, but they have a, a good offensive line that will be better. I said last year they'll be better than half the teams they face. I would expect that to, to jump up a little bit this year. I think they'll, um, they'll be better than a lot of teams on the offensive line uh, as soon as they get that left tackle spot figured out. But um, – it's good to see Lemmer get some recognition. Any of those offensive linemen, I mean, Brady Latham. <laughs> I mean, Brady Latham has been a starter for the last two years. This is a guy that, you know, when he committed, everybody was just like, meh. You know, I, I kind of <laughs> – we had Jaden Hazelwood and Brady Latham in the interview room at the same time uh, this spring. And I was asking uh, Brady about being the number 1,300th-ranked player in the country and stuff, and if he uses that <laughs> for motivation. And, you know, just how there wasn't a whole lot of hoopla uh, around his commitment. It was just very quiet. Um, but, he, yeah, you know, like a lot of guys, you know, he wears that on his shoulder. Um, and then when I closed things, I said, by the way, Jaden was uh, number four-ranked player in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh We've had quite a bit of baseball talk, at least during the program, and this was an interesting question that was submitted by uh, Bob from our Asher Record Service Company Live Feed Feedback. said, if you had $300 and picked three teams to put $100 each on to win the College World Series, what three would you pick? Arkansas, the Razorbacks, and the Hogs. <laughs> Arkansas, Texas, and Stanford, I guess, based on what I've seen and heard. I'm not a baseball expert, but obviously I follow it. But uh, I would probably go with those three. And, Rick, I know you are not endorsing uh, betting on baseball or any other sport. But in this case, if you were to pick three to win it, forget the dollars, forget the $100, the $300, what would be your three picks? Well, we're always going to say Arkansas. Feel they got a chance. Um, let's see. On the other side of the bracket, I'll say Texas A&M. And uh, I hate to pick a team on Arkansas' side, but 
Ole Miss had a player in March that said if they got there, they'd win. They're playing great, so I'll, I'd take Ole Miss. That'd be wild. Um, Robbie Weinstein, who – yeah, Robbie Weinstein, who is our uh, national college baseball guy for 24-7 sports and does stuff for CBS Sports, too, uh, made his picks yesterday, I believe, and uh, he picked he picked Arkansas. Arkansas was his pick to win. Uh, Arkansas, I believe the betting line is plus 650 for them to win it all. Hmm. Let's speak with <clears> – pardon me. Let's speak with the – Monroe Mayor of Morgan. That's an interesting combination. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yeah, how you doing there, R.R. and uh, Mr. Saber? Great. Man doing uh, great. I just wanted to I, – I enjoy uh, Trey's uh, walkabout walk pro, post-game programs very much. I've cried yeah, with him and celebrated with him many nights. <laughs> appreciate but, uh, it. I called, I called originally, and sorry about this real quick. That gentleman that, uh, I think he had a bunch of fire drinks in his preparation to go to Omaha and pack him, <laughs> and he's talking so fast, but uh, it seems so easy to, like Rick said, to pick against Arkansas, but it just seems to me like this is one of the best baseball teams Coach Van Horn's had up there, or as good as any of them. But, it's a good but team. Like Mr. Biddy yeah. just, sir? Yeah, it's a it's a good team. Last year's team was better, but this team may win it. You never know. Yeah, I was they, saying not according they, to three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. They play so strong. They're just so strong. But uh, and Mr. Biddy, I just ask you, I get off here. I appreciate it, gentlemen. And Randy, by the way, you you been Russell today? You remember Gary Wayne Roberts? Yes, I do. He does from yeah, Bobby's brother. He, I sure do miss him. Yes, sir, we do, too. I'll, Thank I'll you. I bet that guy, I'll bet that guy in there uh, a, great, a case of great sodies if, if we win this series. But, Mr. Petey, what do you think is the most important element going forward between here and first kickoff that we need to pay attention to about the Hogs and Coach Pittman mm-hmm. program? And thank you, very, thank you very much, people. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, things leak out here and there about, uh, you know, player development and stuff and chemistry and those types of things. And uh, I think it's usually best if that stuff doesn't, if you don't hear much about what's going on, you know, inside, whether it's personnel or, you know, other player issues and things like that, because all that stuff pops up, you know, this time of year. So I think a nice, quiet off season would probably uh, be a good sign for this team. Um you know, a lot of bringing the squad together, everybody being on the same page, you know, kind of closing the door and um, just doing, keeping your head down and, and doing the work. You know, I mean, to me, this team has a lot of pieces. It's got a quarterback. It's got an offensive line. It's got the running backs. It's got some questions at wide receiver, but I think there are some talented guys. Um, and then, you know, defensively, a lot of the same stuff. They had to fill some holes on defense with some transfer guys. Um, I guess that's if you, you know if you want to say you'd like to hear anything coming out. It's like wow, Drew Sanders is having a great um, you know a great off season or really really coming together. Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool have really hit it off, real good buds. Because we know Grant Morgan and Bumper Pool and Hayden Henry and all those guys that trio of linebackers, you know, really knew each other. Not just you know on the football field, but you know also personally, they were all really good friends and. 
Uh, I think that played a role in why they were so good playing with each other. Um, you know, but that's – I would say that, you know, that kind of stuff. Like hearing, hey, Dwight McLaughlin and Jalen Catalan really hitting it off, you know, really becoming good friends. Um, you know, and people may say, you know, that stuff doesn't matter, but it does. And I think more so in college football – uh, that kind of stuff, having, you know, just a, a brotherhood, um, you know, being boys, having having your guys back, all that kind of stuff I think um, would probably be good. You know, everything else about working out and stuff, you know, you would just kind of expect that. There'll be there'll be stuff that comes out on Twitter, you know, all off season leading up to the game from teams all over the country about how, how hard they're working and, you know, they've just got to work a little bit harder. Somebody mm-hmm. else is out there working, you know, yeah. if they're sleeping and all those kinds of things. <laughs> you know, all these guys are working hard. It's, you know, about how you work, how you work together, you know, building bonds and stuff. I mean, there's reason that, you know, they used to go away for football camp and stuff. It's just help build a team. Um, and I think Arkansas has got a lot of that, but they got so many new pieces that, you know, you want to make sure that those guys all feel – a part of it and, and, you know, kind of bonded with everybody. And Pittman kind of alluded to that a little bit in his press conference. Um, I guess that was last week. Um, but he kind of alluded to that a little bit too about just, you know, building that. And there's, cause there's so many new faces. He says he feels like they have a really welcoming team. Um, and that needs to, that needs to carry over cause there's some key transfers and probably a few freshmen here and there that'll be relied on. You know, Trey, there's what a hundred? Is it 125 Division One teams, something like that? 130, that's yeah, something like that. Six, 65 Power One Power uh, Conference schools. Yeah, and not including BYU them, and Notre Dame. And you know what? You just hit it right on the button. Every one of them has players working hard. Every one of them is coached by a coach that knows what he's doing. But some of them are going to lose every week. And so isn't it interesting that we always think that our team, whoever our team is, is always working harder than somebody else, and, yeah. uh, and, and we are going to beat those teams that we're not supposed to beat. Because, and it, it just turns out you, need, you do need a little bit of luck, and, yes, you do need to build that camaraderie, and you have to have great coaching. We've seen the difference that makes since Sam Pittman's been back. But there are a lot of teams out there doing the same thing, and it, one year might be yours, and the next year might not be. It just works out that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot of – I think there's an upgrade with Arkansas's current coaching staff versus yes. the previous one. Oh, no one. doubt about it. When Absolutely. I'm, well, what I'm talking about from an X is an O standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those kinds of things, I think there's an upgrade. Right. But I don't think it's as big of an upgrade as just the – I don't know what it is about Pittman – yeah. But and the staff too. I mean Barry Odom too, and Kendall Brown, all those guys. But there's just something different that Pittman brought from a culture standpoint mm-hmm. that has really mattered. And I say this all the time. And if you go back and look, he mentioned my walk and talk. Go back and look at the Western Kentucky walk and talk. And one of the things <laughs> that I was really slamming Morris about was that this was not that big of a rebuild. Arkansas had yeah. some decent talent, and That's right. you know, again, we we talk about losing SEC games and beating SEC teams is very hard to do, but and beating anybody is hard. But you should never be whipped in your own backyard by Western Kentucky and North Texas, or go on the road to Colorado State and blow a game the way they did that, or lose to San Jose State at home. Those that just should not happen. Um, and that was, you know, kind of my point there. This was not, yeah. They needed to get better players and stuff, but 
it was not just this massive rebuild where Arkansas's, you know, roster was just um, horrific, worse than, um, you know, some of the teams they were playing. It was about culture and fighting for each other, believing in your coach, wanting to win for your coaches. You know, those types of things matter to these guys, and that's to me has been one of the bigger differences along with probably the uh, average weight per man for the offensive line. <laughs> it's been up there, too. Well, when, when, when a coach comes in and the first thing he tells you is, if you all were winning, I wouldn't be here. That, yeah. that, that, doesn't, that doesn't send a signal of confidence. And it was all about who he was going to bring in, and they were going to build yeah. Clemson at Arkansas. And so that doesn't mean you know he's a bad – Chad Morris a bad guy. He's an okay guy. It's just that – Everything was Dabo Sweeney. Everything was Dabo Sweeney. And he was going to do everything Dabo's way. And that's just – and those players didn't need to hear that. So yeah. uh, Sam Pittman comes in and says, I like the guys that are here. And they like him. And they, and that's a whole big difference. And he, he has created, I think, an air of confidence that wasn't there even if some of the talent was. Yeah. I mean, Morris really in a lot of ways wrote the book on how not to do things on your first day. I mean, he lost him that first day. I mean, just yeah. looking back and talking with people, it's like, you know, hey, take your feet off the desk, and if you guys are winning, then I wouldn't be here. And also talking about a guy in Bielema who, yeah, Brett had his flaws, but those guys loved him. I mean, they didn't want him to get fired. They loved Brett. They fought yeah. for him. I mean, it was evident in some of the games that they played. Um, and, I, you know, I've talked about this before, but, like, the way they came back against Coastal Carolina, you know, if they'd have lost that game, Brett would have been fired after that game. But they fought back for him. Uh, the Ole Miss game on the road, which was the last SEC game they won for a long stretch, you know, they were – you think if Chad Morris had been coaching that team that they would have fought back in the second half the way they did, or do you think they would have just laid down and, and let the rest of it happen? I mean, yeah. that's what I think they would have done, um, you know, and so – that's what I always say about, you know, coaches. They have to – the players have to believe in their coach or love their coach and believe in them. And I think they loved, you know, Houston Nutt and believed in him. Um, Bobby Petrino was maybe a little bit more fear-based, but they believed yeah. in him because they saw yeah. the results that happened. Didn't love him, but they believed in him. Didn't love him, but <laughs> loved winning right. and, and believed right. that he was going to take them to yeah. a certain place. Um, and that's just another way of doing it. Brett, I think they loved him also. And – uh, Chad, I just don't think it was there from, from day one. And Pittman, Pittman might be the ultimate, I mean, in terms of, you know, wanting to do battle for your coach and believing him and thinking of him as one of us. By the way, guys, you may have read this today. Uh, at least I read it today. Jarius Wright is now an assistant football coach on the staff of Whitehall. Really? Is that right? Well, great for him. Yeah. Uh, he is working with Ryan Mallett, and I guess, you know, if they really get pressed to um, work out the secondary, Jarius can line up as a wide out, and uh, yeah. Mallett can, you know, get behind center and throw, you know, some passes and get that secondary of Whitehall sharpened up. But, I'm yeah, nevertheless. Nobody, I'm guessing nobody will be able to cover right, and I'm guessing uh, no quarterback will be as good as Mallett even, what mm-hmm. are they, 30 now? I mean, nobody will come close. <laughs> no, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. This is uh, for Trey and Rick. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company. Med says, uh, how will Texas Ego be able to handle coming into the SEC and not 
being able to run things like they have since their existence. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll be poorly. fun to find out. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun <laughs> to find out. That's, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. I, I kind of that that'd be the only thing that would ever make me want to work in the athletic department again would be at the meetings at Sandestin. I would love to be there when Texas raises its voice for the first time and they're told, well, we're not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love that. How about you, Trey? Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, these guys got to know, Texas and Oklahoma both, that, you know, the idea of just dominating, a run, not, that they, not that Texas was, Oklahoma's been doing fine, but the idea of just running through your conference slate is just – that's not going to happen over here. You'll have a year or two, you know, here and there. You'll have a year. But it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same for anybody, I don't think. I mean, uh, you know, the days of being, you know, going through it undefeated, especially when Nick Saban retires, that might be a thing of the past. It will be interesting. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Beatty of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Stay Company. With the latest-